0: hey faith family welcome to the beyond sunday podcast at calvary bible where we go beyond the sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface we hope you enjoyed today's episode all right calvary bible church welcome back to beyond sunday we're here we are here and we're grateful to be here i am grateful to be here Uh Mm uh-huh yeah especially yeah um so it's yeah it's monday yes um day early for us a day early for us i i need some grace I did listen to part, probably half of your sermon, but I didn't get the whole way through it. So as my mother-in-law would say, bless your heart. (laughs) Bless my heart. Um, But I do have some questions that came in, and I have a question myself for you. Um, But before we get there, um, pray for Pastor Randy. He's going on a motorcycle trip.
1: Thank you. Wednesday morning.
0: Yeah. Lord willing. Okay, so I know he looks forward to that. And I'm taking a kidney
1: stone with me. Yeah. Unless it it passes before Wednesday morning.
0: It shouldn't take up much space in your luggage. It should not. (laughs) It's one of the,
1: yeah, that's one of the benefits.
0: What do you call it when someone flies on a carpet? Aladdin's friend? No, a rugged ride. Ooh,
1: nice. Very sick. That was in honor really, of your trip coming up. I'm really glad to be here to hear that. There you that's go. Really, that's excellent. Was that so, one of Maddie's?
0: No, it was okay. not one of Maddie's. Right. So you can make fun of it. Okay. <laughs> I
1: don't want to hurt that girl's feelings <laughs> ever, ever, um,
0: ever. <laughs> yeah, I dare not. I know. Um, so we're nearing the end of the Sermon on the Mount again. Um, and we are. you hit one of these warning passages that's kind of bringing it to a close. There's four this of them. This is the second
1: one we did on yep. Sunday, yesterday you right. covered the first one week ago on Friends right. Day.
0: Yeah, on Friends Day, we covered the narrow and the wide yeah. gate. And then yesterday, you covered the tree and its fruit, mm-hmm. these false prophets that we need mm-hmm. to be cautioned to be on, yeah. the, on the lookout for. Um, so just the first question to get, mm-hmm. get started, how do we reconcile the differences between the first century audience that Jesus is speaking to and the 21st century church when we're making application of this passage? Um, I don't know how much you're familiar with the, like the context of the Jewish life. And they would have had priests and there would have been prophets around, but I'm thinking it's different than like a pastor who's regularly in an area. Um, now when we get into acts, it's different, mm-hmm. but for this this church and this warning, these false prophets. It's yeah. not like it's different you were saying, and I think you're you're right the audience that listens to you and I or whoever teach, preach, et cetera, they need to be listening with critical ears because there's potential for something not right, false to come out of our mouths. But is this getting to that kind of a person or is it someone else who is coming in like a a speaker that comes through the area and then they leave?
1: Yeah. um, So the, the best that we know is that, Mm -hmm. that these, uh, these, potential disciples of Jesus that he's talking to in the Sermon on the Mount, he knows that when they disperse, as I said on Sunday, when they disperse, they are going to encounter biblical teaching. Yeah. Because part of the, part of the, one of the differences is that culture was very religious and very God fearing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, which, which by the way, if you go back a week ago, um, when Jesus made that statement that most of his listeners are on that, uh, they're, they're taking the broad gate in the narrow, uh, in the wide way, mm-hmm. the easy way, mm-hmm. uh, was a surprise for everyone because they're so religious back then, especially all the Jewish audience that's yeah. listening. So some if, there, if there's any differences, if the difference is, as you pointed out, they'll they'll be regular attenders to the synagogue. Mm-hmm. So the question would be, you know, how many different rabbis are teaching in the synagogue? And we yeah. know, for instance, that Jesus could arrive. And he could uh, take one of the scrolls mm-hmm. and he could read from it yeah. and uh, maybe expound on it or something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. maybe you know, maybe you would say one of the differences that they had uh, multiple voices, uh, maybe. But again, think about think about this context, right? Think about the multiple voices now that we had. I would ar- I would argue now that there's much more opportunity for people to encounter biblical teaching than ever back then. Yeah. Uh, Because of, obviously, uh, the Internet. Right. So, uh, you know, I I do think there are some differences, but I don't think they change the fact that the warning is uh, Jesus says that his disciples are going to be facing potential threats to their soul. And it comes in the form of people who look like they're in the family, Mm -hmm. but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because of the way in which they wield truth. The religious leaders are the classic example. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the ones that use the Bible a
0: lot. Right. And they know it. And so I'm through the first season of the chosen Yeah. and there's a couple of these Jewish Pharisees mm-hmm. and Nicodemus is one of the characters, yeah. the primary ones, but then he's got like an understudy who displays this pride. Mm-hmm. And so you would say, or Jesus may say, beware of his teaching because his fruit is bad. Yeah. Right. What's
1: going to happen is, and this is maybe the major difference in Jesus' day, uh, because we're not to Acts yet, we're not to the point where the Holy Spirit comes, and um, they, Jesus' disciples are going to face, uh, I would say, right, that the majority of the teaching that they're going to hear is contrary to Christ. Think about this. The religious leaders never, they never uh, submit to him and his mm-hmm. teaching, except for Nicodemus, possibly. Yep. He's a, you brought him up. I mentioned him, I think I mentioned him to Michelle yesterday in a conversation we had. He's an example of someone who was, uh, he had a different attitude towards Christ. So the bottom line is if you take Jesus at the start of his earthly ministry as recorded in Matthew, talking mm-hmm. to a group of people, as soon as they leave his presence, where else would they go and encounter Christ teaching? Not I don't know where they would. yeah so they they really had an, a, an incredible threat
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong though on Sunday mm-hmm. you were encouraging the congregation to be very listen critically yeah. with yeah. you too. Oh yes. I included
1: me, I looked down, I forgot you were, I didn't I forget your there, arm, but, but I couldn't see you obviously because you weren't there. But I was talking about, you know, every time that they encounter the word of God being taught in this faith family, they need to they need to take that warning. Now, let me give you one other difference though, and I appreciate your mm-hmm. question. One of the major differences that we have now is the farther we've, we're down the road away from the early church, mm-hmm. what that means is is that folks like us who have studied a lot, we we delve into finer and finer and finer points of theology. So I mentioned this to Ken Musser on the way out. I said I wish I would have you know remembered this. I didn't remember this.
0: It's uh, beyond Sundays for sometimes.
1: Sometimes it is. And if you're if you're listening to this, thank you. Watching this, thank you. But one of the differences is now we have to use. And, and I did mention a little bit of this. We need wisdom because we need to be able to tell the difference between heretical readings false teaching, non-Christian doctrine versus different readings that are still uh, readable. Mm -hmm. They're still, uh, what would be the word? They're still viable. They're still possible. They're still acceptable. Good. Do you understand that? In other words, we have to be able to tell the difference between this is a heretical reading. This is is out of bounds. This is away from Christ's teaching and away from grace, which means, remember, away from righteousness. Mm-hmm. Versus, this is, I've just encountered a different reading that is still acceptable mm-hmm. within the bounds of orthodoxy. Yeah. That is very, very difficult for folks like us, Bible church people, mm-hmm. people who have studied some, fundamentalists a little bit, big F or small F. It's mm-hmm. difficult sometimes to draw that line. So, that is a wisdom component that is important for this particular text. So, when you, when you read Beware of False Prophets, I wished I would have said on Sunday, make sure that you're able to tell the difference between a heretical reading
0: and a different reading. That's still possible. And can you quickly just give an example of a heretical?
1: Yeah, yeah. Jesus is not going to return as the king and set up his kingdom ever. Right.
0: That should throw up the red yeah, flags. Yeah. The or that you...
1: or uh, we know that he's going to come mid-trib.
0: Okay, there you go.
1: Hey, you, you, if you've been around here a while, I do not pretend to know all those things. Yeah, I'm always leery. Remember, I'm a little wary of biblical charts that are clearer than the Bible. So, mm-hmm. if you, you know, the, those of you know what I just said, that's enough. But so, there's the difference between you know, is Jesus coming back to be king to set up his kingdom and to completely. Heal his world, completely Mm -hmm. deliver and completely destroy. Mm -hmm. Is he doing that? Is he going to come back to do that? I say yes from the scriptures. Mm -hmm. That's different from you and I debating on when's the rapture or when's, or, or, you know, at what point. How to
0: run uh, a church. Or, uh, yes, any of that. Okay, good. So uh, another difference that I'm trying to get at here Mm -hmm. is the difference between a false prophet and a false teaching.
1: Somebody asked me that on um, on Sunday.
0: Yeah, because you've yeah. been around for it's almost 20 years, correct? Here, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been around long enough, and I think, like you said, there's the benefit of people know your fruit. They've, mm-hmm. they've seen you long enough. Um, but yeah, I was referring to other people
1: when I said that.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I was but, pointing at these guys that I could see. Rich Holbert would have been another one, and yeah. I couldn't find him, but he would have been one of those that longevity just proves itself.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what's the difference? Because in, in my yeah. reading, yeah, Jesus is warning about false prophets, yeah, not is. necessarily, uh, yeah. you know, some Sunday morning, one of right. our teachers gets something slightly off. Yeah, or, or off. Or off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the, fo- the false prophet... Both can he, need to happen.
1: The false prophet is a... tech. That's a technical term. Okay. So as I said to uh, the gentleman on Sunday, here you have... Uh, False prophets are those that technically they come into the assembly and they, they say that they're prophets of God and they have a word from God that they're going to communicate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the overlap with that is, as I said on Sunday, the overlap is that false teaching occurs with someone communicating truth. Mm-hmm. So there's tremendous overlap in the two. I would say probably false prophets, more of the technical term for the office of somebody who claims to be a prophet for God, which we have Old Testament examples of. And so these, uh, not only the Old Testament, but these listeners would know that these people exist because they did. Yeah. And that was what you brought up a little while ago about possibly the itinerant type of, you know, coming in, moving in, moving out. Right.
0: maybe. Yeah.
1: So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna divide the two, but don't forget that uh, nowadays what we're dealing with still is the communication of a pseudo truth.
0: Mm-hmm. The pseudo
1: prophet has pseudo truth. Yeah. So that's what we have to be aware of, is that the communication, someone claiming to speak for God from his word needs to be right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where we, we need to be watching.
0: Yeah, and so that gets into another question that came in: uh, Is there a difference? Is there any difference between the wolf and sheep's clothing mm-hmm. and a teacher that just makes a mistake interpreting the scriptures? That's a
1: great. That's a great question. Uh, you know, the, it's the difference between genuine error, yeah, versus blatant, uh, blatant intention to destroy the body. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I and I said this to some parishioners this past week. I think I said, you know, and I've said this before. So please hear this with, you know, hear this and take it, take it. Uh, I mean this graciously, but but also truthfully. That the scariest time for me as a pastor is the ABF hour. Just think about all of the various teachers that are teaching truth, mm-hmm. and in my perspective, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, it could be as innocent as taking the David and Goliath story and teaching it as a moralism to our kids. Mm-hmm. Could be something as simple as that. Now, that's not heresy, but that's probably not that's not the theology that I wish the children would hear or with any Old Testament story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then you can go all the way up to you know, any of us yeah. ha- handling uh, the scriptures. The, uh, these guys, bless their heart, uh, slugging it through First Corinthians, for instance. Or the guys that just finished up uh, was it was it Malachi? Did they just finish uh, in uh, in Fellowship Hall? Mm-hmm. Um, you know these guys. Who knows what they're thinking and who they're reading and and who knows what they're actually going to say on in the moment? So that's that's an hour that's uh, that where we are all vulnerable, which which is why we take the warning seriously. By the way, mm-hmm. so. So, so I, I forget the exact uh, yeah. nature of that question,
0: but... Is there a difference oh, between yeah, the wolf yeah, yeah. in sheep's clothing yeah. and someone who yeah. just makes a mistake? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And once again, you know, uh, they just think about this. At the very end of that message, which you haven't heard yet, mm-hmm. if you go to the very... Just skip the rest. Just go to the end. Okay. If you go to the end, and I, I did say something like, what do you do when you spot someone that you think is in error? And I said, first of all, go to them and have the conversation because that that's going to be beneficial for both of you. Mm-hmm. It's a great conversation. If you don't get anywhere, get an elder involved. Mm-hmm. But it's in these conversations when you're going to find out where the heart is. Yes. So I could easily see, uh, I could easily see someone uh, brought into a conversation and you can tell that they're, that they're genuine and they, they're really sorry that they said what they said. Mm-hmm. And now they're thinking it through and saying, you know what, I didn't say that correctly. Yeah. That's not the best way to, to read that text. Mm-hmm. But you can also tell if someone starts to dig in their heels and they're not going to budge. Their mind's made up or you could just tell something's going on. And now it's possible that the fruit is showing. Maybe. Maybe. So there is a big difference between a mm-hmm. genuine, sincere mistake Yeah, I got it wrong. Uh, I'll give you a a great. This is an example that was non-theological, but the way in which I phrased molecular biology Mm -hmm. and uh, Elizabeth Hess, which and I assumed she would be one who'd have that degree. (laughs) And I I told her about that after church. We laughed a little bit, but she said, "You know, it's it's molecular botany that you were talking about." And I said, "Well, you can see I don't have the degree." Yeah, there you go. So you know that was. I, I if I'd have looked down at my notes, maybe I'd written that phrase out, but. Yeah. So there's a a big difference between the sincerity of one and and the sincerity of the other. Mm -hmm. There are two different kinds of sincerity. One, sincerely sorry for misrepresenting Christ and possibly hurting the church. The other one, sincerely intending to disrupt the faith of people. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? By their fruit.
0: Yeah, and and that can be hard. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is. None of this was easy. This was
1: like, there's a lot left out here. Uh, as I said again to some folks last week, I said, you know, you just read almost any of the Sermon on the Mount. I just wish Jesus would to give us more
0: because <laughs> he didn't give
1: us much. No, it's, it's... I, my, my question would be, well, what what fruit am I looking for? And then I didn't have time uh, on Sunday. You know, there was some if you think think about this sometime. If you want to look, go to the pastoral epistles, go to First Timothy six and Second Timothy two. There's one place in First Timothy six. There's another. There's two places in Second in Timothy two. Both of those are descriptions of what these false prophets or false teachers can do to a local church, and they mm-hmm. give you a little bit of data to go on.
0: Right. So, and so, in my mind, the difference between someone who comes in with an agenda and a destructive approach to the church, that person needs to be essentially put down and put out quickly. immediately. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. As opposed to any one of our teachers in the church who, including makes us, a, thank you. Yes, yeah. please extend grace, including us, uh, who has a sincere, genuine heart for Christ, the church, and yeah. his mission, um, and just makes a mistake. Right. We approach yeah. those two people differently because they are, yeah. they're they're one's a wolf yeah. and one's a sheep.
1: Yeah. And the script that's a great comment in the scriptures that I just alluded to or referred to. One of the one of the telltale signs mm-hmm. is the way in which they cause dissension and they're always talking about things that create trouble. Yeah. It's just what, it's, mm-hmm. it's it was one of the interesting things to read through that description. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're looking for. Uh, there's a difference between a good hearted person trying to communicate truth and stumbling through it versus somebody that's got an agenda and it will show in the way in which relationships go.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, you alluded to this early on we in the 21st century have the ability to listen to sermons and teaching like never before so that gets to the last question here in today's world of podcasts sermon online stuff and tons of books yeah. on how to live the christian life yeah could you guys talk for a, uh, talk about a few things that you do to test the teaching
1: yeah the first thing the first thing is track record how long have they been at it mhm um, the, the second thing is can you can you find uh, the source of their teaching what's the source of it um, the third thing is you have to have your antennas up for um, whether you're watching um, are, are you watching someone that you know has healthy relationships mm-hmm Those are some real key factors. And some of what I just mentioned to you are, that is the hindsight, you know, that 2020 vision where you have hindsight, you look back and you go, oh, yeah, 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 I see this. So if you, um, if you can be on your guard for some of those things that can Mm -hmm. help. So, but, but just remember, and I appreciate whoever asked the question, look, remember there, there is no guarantee in other words, what you wouldn't want to do is you wouldn't want to hear the two of us suggest if you put these five things into practice, you don't have to pay attention to that one. Right. So don't don't forget what I said, there's no method to keep this from happening. Because if there is a method, then that offsets or actually cancels out what Jesus is telling his church. And we have to be vigilant about truth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of care to be taken on who you're hearing from.
0: Mm -hmm. a lot so even from a distance you you can tell the longevity of the person you know did they just jump on the scene something went viral and you know they've gained a following very quickly uh, versus someone who's been around the block a number of times and they've sustained life and ministry and family and yeah
1: um, but I want to tell you but I want to tell you one that you know that I that I mentioned a moment ago just so you know If you're listening to someone over a period of time, there's the potential for you to hear something. If you're listening carefully, you'll hear something that's not biblical. I've had the privilege, but also the pain of listening to a lot of sermons through my Mm -hmm. 30 years of teaching, preaching Mm -hmm. and dealing with students of all kinds. Um, But there's times when you'll hear something and it's not biblical. Yeah, it's not biblical, but the preacher said it as if it was. Mm-hmm. That preacher has no authority in that moment, and and one of the things you're watching for is you don't want to put yourself under the authority of someone who's saying things that that God doesn't say. So let's go back to that that I can't remember the details. So um, what was the uh, the the video series that people were watching a lot of? Michelle saw it. It was one of the guys from um, was it Mars Hill or. No, and I I don't want to get these wrong. Numa? No. Rob Bell? It was the one where they were doing an expose on the the demise of this pastor. So Michelle saw it. Yeah, uh,
0: The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Oh, okay. The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. It's a podcast. It's not as good as this one. Actually, it's very well done. But yeah, there's... Go ahead. But what I want to say
1: is there's an example. And I only... I saw some of this. Saw some... Heard some snippets. I mean... And what was very interesting was to hear the testimonies of people who heard that preacher. Mm-hmm. Which, which who what? Mark Driscoll. M- Mark Driscoll. Mm-hmm. So they heard Mark Driscoll preach. Mm-hmm. And they listened to him say things that were not biblical. Yeah. I heard them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, so how does a guy say that and get away with it? And the answer is because he was charismatic and he had a great gift. Mm-hmm. And as I said on Sunday, no one around him anymore... Would speak to his life, which is why at times, and I mentioned this, I hand, I you know, I would hear these reports, read these reports, hand that to uh, Bill Osborne, for instance, to say, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's an example of what you're watching for: is your is this person speaking truth or not? And if they're not, then something just happened. Mm-hmm. So if that happened to one of us. Right. You hope that someone would come and talk to us so that we could explain ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in the explanation, you better hope that there is some sense of humility that says, you know, that was not biblical. That I, st- I overstepped my bounds oh, and I gave right. you a piece of my information that I thought was right, but that's not from God.
0: Yeah. I extrapolated or whatever you call it. Right. So I don't want to spend too much time talking about mark driscoll no, but you know but, i've but heard it, you know people have
1: seen that podcast or heard, yeah it.
0: right listen to the to it i've listened to some of his sermons from the past i've read some of his books yeah etc so I'm, no, I'm somewhat familiar with him and that's one of the situations i think where a lot of his doctrine is sound very sound you know what i mean he's and i would agree with him on a lot of things yes but the the character the fruit uh, in his life, again, I don't know the man, but, um, there's a lot of folks who would say he just, his character didn't meet the biblical qualifications of being, being yeah. an elder.
1: No. Yeah. The way in which he treated the people around him.
0: Right. Especially the leadership. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, yeah, that's probably sufficient for now. We could go on for a whole other it, it, bonus it's, episode. Yeah. It's but only, it's only sufficient to say,
1: if somebody asks the question, what do I look for? That's what you look for. Mm -hmm. So it is sufficient for that to say, you do have things to look for. Pay attention to the people that you're listening to that are teaching you the scriptures and make sure that they're teaching the Bible. Look down at your Bible Mm -hmm. and tell me, are they teaching the scriptures?
0: And I think that's probably a good, at least an encouragement or a challenge for me and for everyone is to just constantly go back to the word, Yeah. have a, listen to someone speak but always just hold that up to the litmus test of the word, yeah, and yeah. and have some—I don't know—at least yeah. for me, it's it's taken a long time to gain a sense of confidence in my own understanding of the word to be able to say, that's not right. Yeah, you know. And so you don't want to be yeah. probably overly confident and just yeah, you know, out yeah. pointing fingers all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, have a sense of yeah, no. Even though this guy is a published author and he's a pastor of what you know ex church. Sure. That doesn't line up with the Bible, yeah. and I can tell the difference.
1: And how about one more thing? How about the unofficial teachers out there? And I, and again, I, I pondered this a lot this past week. How about the unofficial teachers out there? And here's a common, deno- a, a common occurrence that's happening in our day. Someone hears something in church that they don't agree with. They leave that church, and they are now finding themselves in an online community with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the comments and listen to the comments, what you get is you get people speaking ill of the, of the local church and still pretending to be an authorized teacher of scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's a common denominator that's happening nowadays. It's very subtle. Because it 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 appeals to so much in me ab- about being an American, and yeah. you know I I have the right to you know find you know find a body of believers that agree exactly like me on every single matter, and so. But what I'm saying, what I'm talking about again, is you can know them by their fruit. Take a look at the community that they're a part of. Listen to the rhetoric. Tell me, does that line up with Scripture, especially with respect to respect for the local church? And it's you know it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, pandemic proportion in yeah. our day so mm-hmm. that's an unofficial uh way that you want to beware. hmm
0: you yeah. get
1: caught up in that community and i right. guarantee you mm-hmm. uh, whatever it sounds like it's going to be destructive to the soul mm. and i know that there's a lot of people hurt by church i yep. understand all of that sure. but that's again where wisdom comes in
0: mm-hmm. yep absolutely so all right yeah so it's a pretty good uh pretty good strong warning uh from jesus there oh, to my. Beware, be on guard, on alert uh, for false prophets, uh, false teachings, and and a
1: great reminder for us to make disciples at the level of training competent teachers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a great reminder to us. You know, part of our task in making disciples is to make sure to quote scripture. You know that we have these people who can rightly divide the word of truth in house here. Mm-hmm. So that we're discipling them and training them so that they teach the scripture as well. There we go. They're not false prophets. No. No. They're sheep in the flock. Yep. Who can Mm -hmm. teach. Mm -hmm. They have the gift to teach. Yeah. And they do it well.
0: Under the the guidance and the shepherding of the chief shepherd.
1: The Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Good word. There we go. Yeah. All right. Tell me
0: it's not. It's not what the longest, it's not the longest, but it was good. It did. It did, you know, keep going. I don't want to say dragging on because I was not being drugged. I was, I was attentive. Oh, I bet. And I bet you they all were too.
1: You were captivated.
0: All right. We're going to wrap it up there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Email questions into podcast at cbcmj.com. We bring them in, put them on my paper and we get after it. So uh, we love them. Keep bringing them in. And. Love you guys. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.